invite you to pray with me. Lord God, Heavenly Father, in this hour we ask that you continue now to pour out the promised Holy Spirit upon our lives, strengthening us in faith and knowledge, opening our hearts and minds that our thoughts and meditations would be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. In the name of Christ we pray, amen. The word of the Lord that engages our minds is from the Gospel of St. John, the 14th chapter that was read just a moment ago. I invite you to be seated. The text from St. John, the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. No equivocation, no evasion, no hedging, no vagueness, no ambiguity, no insinuation, no innuendo. It is straightforward and blunt. If you love me. It's pretty simple, really. If you love Jesus, you will obey Jesus. Now, I guess I could spend some time and play some theological games with you this morning and maybe some rearranging of some systematic theology, maneuvering and trying to convince you that this really isn't a hard word. It's merely a gospel imperative, we could say, a happy outcome of our faith relationship with Christ. It's not a burden and not an obligation. I could try to tell you all of that, but I'm not going to spend that kind of time doing that this morning. The bare words of Christ and the command remain. Undiminished, demanding. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I get it. Conditional statements like that don't always sit well with us. These are uncomfortable statements for us. They feel manipulative, if you will. If you love me, you will. It's just the kind of thing a parent can use to initiate a massive guilt trip. If you love me, you will come home for Mother's Day. Or a spouse may put a little punch behind a selfish request. If you love me, you'll let me get that 72-inch flat-screen TV so that I can watch all the Oilers games and not have to buy tickets and go to the games. (laughs) But even more horribly, it is the kind of manipulation that can happen in young romances. If you love me. You won't say no. So really, in essence, it is no wonder that we're uneasy with sentences that begin with, if you love me. So maybe we are predisposed not to hear Christ's words in a positive way from this gospel of St. John. But the words don't let us get away with minimizing and domesticating. Love me. Obey me. That is what Jesus said, and that is what Jesus meant. And yes, it does draw a remarkably heavy burden squarely onto our shoulders. 
There is an expectation that comes with this Christian life thing that we live. There is a way that Jesus expects people to live. And he wants them. And he wants you to obey. It is just that simple. Realize, though, that there is nothing manipulative. There is nothing twisted about this if we ponder this and think about it a little deeper. Jesus does not start with, if you love me, because he wants to guilt you or force you into some particular behavior that would be good for him and bad for you. Jesus' purpose is purely, solely, for your benefit. Christ's goal is that you be formed by him, shaped into his image, conformed to his plan. His goal is to make you into his creature, his follower, his disciple, his brother, sister in Christ. Jesus wants you to be a son and daughter of God. Christ our Lord says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments because he knows there is nothing better for you in all the world that you keep his commandments. Because he, and when you do that, knows that you are shaped into his plan the right plan, the only plan that works, the plan that culminates in impossible perfect joy. For Christ our Lord and Savior is not content to simply save your soul. He wants to save all of you. Not just your afterlife, but all of your life. And he starts now. And knowing that such obedient living does not come easy for us, he then promises to send help, the Holy Spirit himself, the creator of faith, using the word and the sacrament, the one who enlightens, gathers, and calls his people together. So it is not about control. It is not about manipulation. It is about formation and fulfillment. Love me. Obey me. It is, ironically enough, the Christian life in a nutshell. From where else? Of course, the gospel of St. John. It is the description of Christ's discipleship. It is the description of God's children. God's children no longer live for themselves. They don't follow their own whims and ideas. They don't strive to fulfill their own agendas. Rather, God's children learn that love means obedience and obedience to the death of self-sufficiency, the death of autonomy, the death of license. Obedience means that it is God's will that matters. And conformity to that will is the goal and fulfillment of life itself. 
That is the way it is for God's children. Your will is not your own. You live to follow Jesus' way. You live to obey God's will. That's what children do. And maybe that's why there are times when you would just as soon be an orphan. You know how it goes. From the security and the, well, confinement of your life of obedience in the household of God, you look out the window and you see the orphans of the world running freely in the streets. They are out there at all hours doing the most interesting things. They follow no schedule. They obey no rule. They bend to no will but their own. They have only one agenda. Whatever they feel like doing at the moment. They indulge in every passion. They explore every pleasure. They manipulate every situation. They use every person for their own gratification. Self-denial is the enemy. Autonomy is the goal and the guide. And so the orphans of the world, those who recognize no one's claim upon them, those who refuse all offers of adoption, those who deny their divine paternity. The orphans of the world live the way they want to live. They choose their own reality. They pursue their own goals. They invest in their own agendas. And there are times when you envy them so much that it aches. You want so badly to join them. You want to be on the streets with them for just a while. You want to be one of them. An orphan, a child of the street, freedom, fun, a frenzy of self-indulgence. It looks so inviting. And sometimes the temptation is just too much, isn't it? The lure of the street children pulls you away and for a time... You forget your father. You live like an orphan. You do whatever you want. You indulge your pleasures. You pursue your agenda. You don't obey Christ. You don't even give him a passing thought. At the moment, you've got other things on your mind. It happens, doesn't it? Children live like orphans. But you can't have it both ways, of course. And that's what Jesus was getting at. Orphans live like street children. Fatherless. No father. But Christ's followers live like members of the family. Children of God. 
Orphans only look lucky. But you know the truth. At the core of every orphan's autonomy and freedom is crushing loneliness and empty despair. The party never lasts. The fun becomes forced and fake. And when the father finally does arrive to fully establish his household according to his plan, then the real plight of the orphans will be suddenly but tragically revealed and evident to everyone. When the father comes, you don't want to be an orphan. When the father comes, you want Jesus, your brother, seeking you out and claiming you as one of his very own. When the father comes, reality is fully manifest. The orphans descend into full despair. The children delight in the father's full embrace. Dearly beloved in Christ, don't be fooled by appearances. An orphan's life is defined by despair. Only children hope. Only children obey. And you are a child. You have been claimed by your brother Jesus Christ. He will never forget you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He is coming for you. He has promised it. You are his. You belong to him. You are not an orphan. So stop living like one. Stop envying the kids out on the street. Live according to your identity. You are God's holy child, marked on the forehead and upon the heart as we witnessed last week in Jillian's baptism, to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. You are God's child born in the water and word of your holy baptism. Live in the reality of God's spirit. He is present for you. The guarantee of your identity. Live in the truth of Jesus Christ. Love him. Obey him. It's just what children do. Amen. And may the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.